All right, everybody, welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 ENBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the insignificant, significant one. I am the anti-DJ, if you will. I am the ODWB, which stands for Original Dirty White Boy, and I am the bad influence with the best intentions. Can't forget about being the Grand Wizard or the Grand Marshal in the Parade of Ill. How you doing today? On my left, I do have Dirty Derek. How's it going today, Derek? Lovely, Freddie. October is here, and pumpkins are everywhere. It definitely is, and I could see a whole lot of pumpkins over there in the corner, right under your pouring arm, because we are the beer geeks. You tune in to hear us pour. We're waiting on one pumpkin that should be rolling this way. With his big beard. The great pumpkin. The great pumpkin that he is. He'll be here shortly, but we have a very special guest to talk about some very special events coming up for the holiday season, and I'm talking about Halloween holiday, and he also happens to be quite fond of the craft beer, Dirty Derek. That's what we love. Please welcome to the show today from the Little Theater of Wilkesbury, my good friend and soon-to-be close confidant, Mr. David Parmalee. How you doing? David. Hey, good morning. It is a pleasure to be here drinking beer this early in the morning, which you normally do only on a canoe trip. On a canoe <laughs> trip, you indulge in craft beer. David, thank you for being here once again. Um, tomorrow, we have a very special event at the Woodlands. I'm very much looking forward to it. I will be a judge for the Rocky Horror Costume Show, which is starting at 6 p.m. We want you to get a little early and stay a little late and bring your best attire if you want to win. In, uh, this costume contest tomorrow, and it's all going to benefit the Little Theater of Wilkesbury because we have the Rocky Horror Show coming up in the next couple of weeks, David. October 24th through November 2nd, 8 o'clock shows and midnight shows. Lots of shows. Oh, man, and I want to let everybody else in on this, too. I will be making cameo appearances in performances of the Little Theater's Rocky Horror Show. Has that information been declassified? It has been declassified. I told Derek, and he was like, huh? It was pretty cool. And then I laid out. I thought, you know, my first reaction was, I thought they wanted to, you know, make money on this. (laughs) But it's going to be pretty cool. I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you enjoy the fine selection that Dirty Derek put together today for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Yeah, we have a, a lot to work through right now. You know, we actually had to split this. This whole feature up into two shows because we just have a plethora of pumpkin beers to work through because it is the style that is uh, loved by many and very divisive to others. Uh, some some beer snobs kind of turn their nose up to this style as kind of a like a kitschy. You. I do not. I like promise. you. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a, that. It's a very it's a very kitschy style to some, but you know it, it, when you like this style, it's a great style and it's very very welcoming of the fall. Uh, now, within this, though, it's an interesting style because the, the history of this style goes back to the colonial period, basically. I mean, it's not the same as we're enjoying now. Uh, the, the colonial, when they came here, you know, the old story goes that, uh, you know, if, if you put stock in this, there's a lot of old stories people love to throw beer into, you know, making the mix. But the old story is when they were coming over, they ran out of ale, so they had to land at Plymouth Rock to go and make more beer. Eh, if you want to believe that, that's fine. But the whole reasoning why you mentioned that is behind that is they did have to make beer because of the whole water issue because a lot of people know of that, that they couldn't drink the water back then because it was dirty, so they needed to drink beer. That was what they had to drink because it, it actually purified it. 
But what they didn't have when they landed here was grains, barley, all the things that they were used to making, beer, hops, and all these crops. They had none of that here. So they had to turn to whatever was available, which meant squash, which meant spruce pines, which meant anything they can get their hands on, including pumpkins. There's also some reports that they actually <laughs> used acorns. I don't know what you're getting out of an acorn in beer, <laughs> but people were throwing whatever they could into the beer. But the thing is... A pumpkin itself does not have any flavor. What we talk about when we say pumpkin beer is a pumpkin spiced beer. Now, craft breweries put a lot of pumpkins into the beer. They actually do some things. I'll get into the brewing process later, but they actually do put pumpkins into it. But a lot of the mass marketed pumpkin beers a lot of people drink is actually pumpkin spiced beer. There is no pumpkin in it. You know, it's the typical spices that you would get in a, a pumpkin pie, you know, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, wow. clove, things like that are thrown into the beer and that's what gives it the aroma and taste, but there's actually no pumpkins in a lot of these mass marketed ones. Do we have a glass for David yet? Oh, he's already we surely do. He's oh, going to right. do. Yeah. Now the first one we have we're diving into this is from New Belgium and we had them on last week with their their tour de fall, their fall pale ale, which is really nice. This is their pump kick. Now, this is a little bit of a, a twist on what most people think of when they think of the pumpkin beer. It's usually just very, you know, pumpkin pie in a glass is the, the typical way people describe it. Now, what this is, is it has that, they actually added cranberries into the mix. So what this actually kind of makes it more of a, a beer that's almost perfect for Thanksgiving as well because it encompasses all those flavors. But the, the cranberries actually kick it up a little bit and get a little bit of a tart underlying flavor that you kind of have sitting on your palate throughout but then you kind of get all those pumpkin flavors coming through. It's a really nice sipping one. It's it's 6% ABV, so it's, you know, outside of the, the session beer range. But it has a lot of those nice aromatics, and that little tart kick just adds a little something uh, deeper that you don't get out of some of the other pumpkin right. beers. And we're going to get into the Imperial ones later, but go ahead. What do you think about that, David? Did well, you taste? You tasted it, obviously. Yeah, second sip. I, I'm reminded <laughs> of the scene in It's a Wonderful Life where Clarence the Angel goes into Nick's bar where they serve wow. hard liquor for men who want to get drunk fast. <laughs> and they don't need any characters to give the place atmosphere. And he orders a mulled wine specifying heavy on the cinnamon, light on the cloves. This is the opposite. Very heavy on the cloves and the sharp kind of pumpkin spices yeah. rather than the more mellow ones. Yeah, and that's the really when we're working our way through all these, a lot of them have similar ingredients the, the thing that's different with uh, the pumpkin beer, you know, when we talk about IPAs, that's a specific base beer style. But when we get into pumpkin beers, really the gambit is wide open. That you ha We have one here that's at a stout. You have all these different, you have amber ales, like a red ale. There's actually, this year I've seen, I, I was going to start you know messing around with it myself, a recipe for it. But I actually saw one. I want to see what they put into it. But they actually came out with a pumpkin IPA. I want to see what, you know, what hops they put into that and stuff. But there's all different styles. We have a barley wine. It's really the pumpkin beer style is one that is all-encompassing. It really is just adding the spices to a specific base beer style and adding the pumpkins in and all those different things. It just really is you got to find flavors that don't contrast too much because you don't want to have... That's why I wanted to see what the kind of hops they put in the IPA because some of the hops you're going to put into a beer are going to really you know conflict with a lot of those pumpkin spices. But yeah, it's, it's really what we have here is you're going to see... What breweries added what spices and what amounts is what's going to really differentiate the two. Some decided to go a little heavier on the clove, some a little heavier on the cinnamon, some put a lot of the allspice in. All these different things are going into it. So it really is dependent upon the brewery what they wanted to highlight with the flavors. As you said, with this one, there's a little bit more clove coming through. It's really complementary with the, with the cranberry flavor. So it's really nice balance. And, you know, at 6%, it still drinks fairly, fairly light with everything going on in it. Nice beer for food. 
Yeah. Excellent. So pears, wonderful. Wow. Yeah. And David, you really enjoy this. If you were going to go to your refrigerator, you wouldn't mind seeing a six pack of this. Or if you were walking through an establishment that sold this beer, it might catch your eye and provoke you to buy it. Well, anything from New Belgium catches my eye. Number awesome. one, because it's difficult to find. And everything I've had from them. I guess their famous one is the Fat Tire Ale. Yeah, that's the, fat, best the fat Tire is the one that a lot of people know yeah. that they really built themselves on. But they, they have, and New Belgium has so many different things going on. They're, they're starting to expand. They're actually going to be opening up another. There's a lot of breweries that are now moving to the East Coast. We're talking about before we started about Stone moving down to Virginia. New Belgium's opening up a second brewery in North Carolina around the same area that uh, Sierra Nevada just did. There's a lot of breweries now because they did the, the numbers, like Lagunitas, who we're going to be talking with next month. They, they actually just opened up a new brewery in Chicago. A lot of breweries that are on the West Coast are now moving to the East Coast because they did numbers and they looked at, because a lot of the craft beer isn't sold in the Midwest. So a lot of the breweries that are kind of more out West look at it like, all right, well, we're driving through this vast, open, unsold area. Why not just open something up on the East Coast and then we don't have to go through all this and then expand out that way. So that's what a lot of them have started to do is just move out to the East Coast. And that's what New Belgium did. And as that happens and that brewery goes online, which I think they're saying about next year, They'll be up and running out of it. We're going to start to see a lot of them moving up into this area because now they're going to have a lot because a lot of them, when they're only producing out of one building, they're at capacity and they, uh, you know, earn a lot of markets already. That's a lot of bottles you got over there, Derek. <laughs> so we have a lot of work to do today, huh? Oh, yeah, we have. We have six of them today, and I think another six nice. next week. So we awesome. got a lot to work through. So we're going to be sending out a search party for Backyard Billy. He might have got lost in his beard or yeah, something like that. Heard, I haven't heard from him yet, so I don't no. know where he's at. We're going to have to send out a search party for him from Backyard <laughs> Alehouse. He'll be joining us shortly. Of course, Dr. Johnny Blindside couldn't be with us today. There is a Huey Lewis lookalike <laughs> convention in Schenectady, New York. He is the chairperson. He's speaking he has, this weekend. He has, it's mandatory that he makes appearances. Yeah, he has to go. <laughs> and uh, you could probably find that online. Look up Huey Lewis Lookalike <laughs> Convention in Schenectady, New York, featuring uh, Dr. Johnny Blindside, John Kennedy from the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3. He is the primary keynote speaker, and that is uh, pretty cool. Now, our guest, David, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun, man. We're l- really looking forward to having a nice crowd come up on a Sunday. Maybe they can suggest some of the fine beer that you taste today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, but we want them there early. We want them to stay late and have a good time. We start off at 6 o'clock. We have celebrity judges. Yours truly is uh, more than pleased to be, and I'm very honored to have been asked to work with the Little Theater on this, and I am quite nervous about starting a rehearsal schedule for my performance in the Rocky Horror Show brought on to you by (laughs) the Little Theater. Theater of Wilkesbury. It's not funny, Derek. Notably, you were looking I, for I a reaction. Skills. You looked for a reaction. I got skills. Well, I talked to the customer yesterday at yes. length because you got to have a costume. I know. And ma'am. she said her philosophy of this. She says this isn't a show about being dirty. Okay. This is not Sex Pistols. Right. This <laughs> this is Ziggy Stardust. Right. Okay. This is 1973. So she said her goal for all the cast. Would they would would be they would feel beautiful in their costumes and sexy. And mm. I said, well, it cuts Freddie out, I think. Uh, but I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like Boston oh, Red Sox great. too. I like the Red Sox too. Ah, let's laugh at all these funny jokes. But you will meet her tomorrow. She's one of your judges. Awesome. She will be right next to you. She so she said, be. I have a way of sizing people up and know what sort of corset they would fit in. So all she's right. ready to go. Well, she's gonna. Yeah. Did you say corset? What she did. Not my words. 
hers. Ooh. Yeah, horse. I might have to make an appearance about this. That's <laughs> the whole point, man. But I'll tell you what. You can tell by listening to David, too, that he has a little bit of a Broadway, a little bit of a theatrical background, man. A little bit. It's, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, we're all on the same page here. And I know one thing. You're definitely going to enjoy the rest of the selection that Dirty Derek picked out for us today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. We also have this fabulous giveaway. Derek, it is shaped like a coffin. It is. I'm assuming for the holiday season. It is. This is a bottle opener. It's a lovely wall-mounted bottle opener shaped like an old-school coffin. Son, you know what this will look right in? A man cave. It will. This is the perfect man cave. And in addition to this wonderful coffin, uh, wall-hanging beer opener, <laughs> you, or bottle opener, you could talk to the one and only Mr. David at Celtic Cabinetry in Millwork, Broad Street in Pittston, man. I'm talking about the perfect custom-built man cave for you. Maybe you're remodeling the kitchen. Maybe you're building a new home and you need a new kitchen installed there. Or anything you're looking to remodel that has to do with wood, this wizard will make one. Th- it'll make it all good. If you want to shut the old lady's mouth up and get a nice kitchen cabinets and stuff custom made, and that's kind of where I am from time to time. I don't care if that offends anybody either. <laughs> I don't care. You talk to Mr. David. Tell them how they can get in touch and get a nice tour of this showroom and find out how they can customize their home today. You can shoot on down to the showroom. It's on uh, Rear 205 Broad Street in Pittston, or give them a call 570-654-1461 and just ask for David. Dr. David, he's all <laughs> kinds of good stuff. We're going to take a break and pay some bills. We're coming back with some more pumpkin beer, craft beer that is, on the Beer Geeks Radio Network, uh, Radio Hour I should say, here on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity, ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery setup and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. It's time to earn your MBA at DeVry University's Keller Graduate School of Management. Keller professors share real-world experience so students graduate ready to advance in their careers. Get started with our Merit-Based Career Catalyst Scholarship with up to $8,000 for new students who qualify. Classes start October 27th. Full details at keller.edu slash scholarships. For students who qualify and start by November 2014, subject to approval and availability funds, DeVry University is authorized for operation by the THEC, certified to operate by CHEV. In New York, DeVry University operates at DeVry College of New York. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay, visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. 
Just how versatile is ProBond Advanced from Elmer's? Well, you can use it on wood. Use it on wood. And it also works great on metal. metal. It works on stone. stone. Even glass. ProBond Advanced from Elmer's. It's the non-toxic, non-foaming, weatherproof adhesive that's strong enough for any job, indoors or out. ProBond Advanced from Elmer's. Find it at a retailer near you. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. All right, welcome back to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3. And I guess they finished taping Wicked Tuna this morning or whatever <laughs> that thing is. Billy's here right off the boat. What's up? What's going on? Backyard Billy from Backyard Alehouse. Got a lot of good stuff going on himself, man. Uh, he just got done from his fishing trip, man. I got to get a picture of him with that with that yellow, his raincoat on later. All right. What'd you jump ship, kid? <laughs> he didn't get lost in his beard like he said. And, and the, the I'm on the backside of a couple pumpkin bombs. So. All right, man. Well, it looks like you got that shiny jack-o'-lantern look to you today, yeah, buddy. That's you something. Definitely do. Well, last night I went to the Kirby Center, FM Kirby Center, on the public square in Wilkes-Barre, and I saw um, the Whalers band, uh, Bar Marley's. You were jamming. Yeah, I was jamming big time, and I had it's a really, fiery. I had a blast. <laughs> and one of the opening performers was, of course, our very own local Rastafarian, or yeah, Rastafari. George. George killed it last night. George Wesley killed it last night at the FM Kirby Center and is performing tonight at yeah, the Backyard Alehouse. So That's he's awesome. awesome. Yep, we're it, we're excited to we're excited to have him. He's he's unbelievable. Excellent. Well, thank you, Gorton Fisherman, for uh, joining <laughs> us on our show today. Uh, I see that you met Mr. David Parmalee from the Little Theater of Wilkesbury. All good. And Dirty Derek's got a couple beers. You got to catch up, Billy. Yeah, you're one behind, man. Oh man, <laughs> well, I, I had some work uh, prior for, uh, coming in from last night. Yeah, that's, uh, he's that's got a nice smiling Jack. <laughs> I have a I have a feeling if I put a candle in your mouth, you wouldn't even feel the burn right I now. I brush my teeth. Come well, on. They, what are you well, talking they, about? Well, they say this is the cure. This is the Irish hangover cure. You know, you just wake up, start drinking again, you're good. That's so it. We're kicking it off now. This is the uh, Two Roads Brewing Company now we're working into. Now, this is a, a brewery that has, they're not widely, widely available, but those who have had this beer absolutely rave for it every year. This is called Rhodes Mary's Baby, and uh, the label is fantastic. It's very, very, uh, you know, reminiscent of Halloween and fall and all those lovely things. It's got an old school pram on it. And, uh, you know, this is a nice one. 6.8%. It's a little bit heavier. It's actually aged in rum barrels. But what's nice is it doesn't have a lot of beers when they get aging into the barrels, especially when it's the, the liquor. You know, you get a lot, you know, bourbon. Sometimes it kind of overflows and, and really cuts through the beer too much and takes over. This is really nice, subtle background note. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah, just a touch in there. It's perfectly aged. Like you can tell you just did it enough just to impart some flavors. 
got it right out of there and put it on. And it's only six point eight, and you just you know sometimes you get real jacked up when you go on those. And, I know, to the I engine. know that. I know yeah. that feeling. <laughs> only so, six points. Yeah, yeah. only. So it's, it's nice that it, and it has like some vanilla put into it as well. So it has a lot of complex notes. It's not as spicy as compared to the last. You don't have as many of those pumpkin spices coming through. They're there, but everything kind of almost plays as a background note to one another. Nothing's overpowering the other. Yeah, they can wear on your palate sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They really can. Yeah, wear the sweetness and everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just happened recently to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll make it. That's that's well put. You can, I couldn't identify the rum at first because yeah. I don't know anything. But when you mentioned the rum, I thought, ooh, it is there. Uh, particularly like a Myers rum, a Gosling's rum, you know, those yeah. island rums, the actual pure ones, not the tremendously commercial ones. And it, it doesn't have that, uh, you know, gourds and squashes flavor to it. The pumpkin pie flavor that a lot of the pumpkin yeah. beers go for. Yeah. More subtle. And uh, maybe something for somebody who's not that big a fan of pumpkin yeah. beer. And it's also one that, you know, people sometimes will see that the beer is barrel aged and they'll kind of, well, I don't really like whatever this barrel was previously. And, like, I'm not a fan of rum. Like, I'll say, like, I don't, I don't like a lot of liquors. You know, every once in a while a nice bourbon or a scotch, but I'm not a rum fan. I can drink this all day. The, the rum is not overpowering. It's really nice. It's really in the background. But everything really plays well with one another. And it's nice mm-hmm. that nothing is jumping out too much in front of the other. Because that makes it a beer that, that's very easy drinking. And, you know, some of the pumpkin beers can get a little bit cloying after a while and a little bit too much. Like, this has just the right amount of everything going on within it. Well, this this bottle's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. Look at that. Yeah, I've the never seen an R rating on a bottle before. The bottle is awesome. It is. It's, really, it's a really cool bottle with, the, with, the, with the, the artwork. If you haven't seen this artwork, just look it up. You know, it's called Rhodes Mary's Baby. It's really cool artwork put on that one. But no, it's a really easy drinking one. It's nice because, you know, I was saying before, getting into a little bit of the brewing, some of the beers don't put pumpkin into it. But what this one does is it has some of that in there. The spices are there. All the craft ones that we have today have real pumpkin put into it. Now, how you put the pumpkin in, that's where the differentiation comes in. Because if you bit into a pumpkin, you're not tasting anything. It's just a bland pumpkin. You have to really... Cut open the pumpkin. Now, some breweries will actually take every bit of the pumpkin, cut it up, throw it in their seeds, every, the guts and everything will throw it all in there. Some will cut it up into pieces, roast it. What I like to do when I make mine is I'll get like a canned organic pumpkin. You have to get the good kind. Don't get, if you're going to make your own pumpkin beer, don't buy a you know, pumpkin pie filling because that has all the spices already added into it and it has preservatives that will just destroy your beer. You need to get just canned pumpkin, pure, pureed canned pumpkin. What I like to do is I'll put it in the oven for... No, we're about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour at 350. Put a little brown sugar on it, sprinkle maybe like a half teaspoon with some spices. You need to caramelize it. That's the big thing when you're doing pumpkins. You're going to roast it to get some caramelization going on, and that's where you're going to get some flavors out of your pumpkin. And that's what a lot of these breweries have done is they'll roast them in some manner, whether they use canned or they use, you know, actual full pumpkins. They'll roast them a little bit, and that'll bring out some of the flavors that are going on there. Because there are natural sugars. If you just throw pumpkins into your beer, some breweries will just do that and just throw it in. You're going to get some fermented sugars out of it because there are some naturally occurring. But it'll just give you a mouthfeel, a little bit of a smoothness. It won't give any flavor whatsoever. And nine times out of ten, it's the spices that yeah. are associated with pumpkin beers than the yeah. actual the actual pumpkin flavor itself. So um if if you're not a fan of cinnamon or nutmeg or even spices it you know you may not like pumpkin beers are you digging this so far david oh, yeah my daughter is an excellent cook just got married uh which did an entire pumpkin themed dinner once we started with cold pumpkin soup went to pumpkin ravioli homemade pasta ravioli, wow. some kind of a salad involving pumpkins or pumpkin seeds i forget the salad and of course pumpkin beer accompanying 
Man, you Sounds get that awesome. much pumpkin. Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> <laughs> you get that much pumpkin at once. The adjective her sister used was relentless. She said, this is relentless. The pumpkin just will not give up. So there is too much of a good thing. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. The pumpkin will not give up. Well, Billy, be good to bring a salmon or a bass or something like that. <laughs> to add to your pumpkin feast. Cod. Pumpkin fest. Cod. <laughs> Gotta have some cod. Is there a special on cod tonight at Backyard Ale House? I think that's what we use to make our Franzi fish switch sandwich. But oh. I just like saying cad. It's cad. It's like saying dag and yeah. cat. And you sound like you're stemming around bugging a, uh, bumming a general admission ticket at Fenway Park oh. with that accent. Yeah. Uh, and he's more Long Island. you got to get to the cod. I'm a, I'm a Buckos fan. The cod. Yeah. So yeah. you got to go Pirates. All right, man. Okay. Well... Beer-wise, now. Okay. <laughs> we're moving on. We're pouring the next one. This is now. This is from Elysian. This is their Night Owl. Now, this is a brewery that is extremely, extremely well-known for their pumpkins. Every year they have the Great Pumpkin Festival. They tap a pumpkin. They have what did, this one Sully called in. I forget how many he said because they, they did a collaboration with 21st Amendment called He Said. And they, they have, I forget what Sully said, 20-some different pumpkin Pum- beers. Yeah. I want to say he said 27 or 29 different pumpkin beers that they have. Just Elysian has. And that's even the pumpkin IPA I mentioned before. That's actually a collaboration that Ninkasi did with Elysian. They, you know, really have this style dialed in and come out with, every year they come out with uh, four different ones in bomber bottles. And then this year they have the Night Owl. I think next week I'm bringing on the Great Pumpkin, which is their Imperial Pumpkin, which is really good. They also have Dark of the Moon, which is a pumpkin stout. It's fantastic. And this year they have a new one called Puncachino, which is a yeah, that's coffee pumpkin beer. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And that's a brand new one. They used to have and I still have a bottle. I know it's not good and it's just sitting in the fridge, but it's a, a pumpkin pilsner from last year that they did. Pumpkin pilsner. Yeah, really? it's really good. It's called Hansel and Gretel. I know I might just crack it open just to see what's in there, but it, it, they had they didn't do it again this year. At least they didn't bottle it this year. Um, it was called Hansel and Gretel. I've had the bottle sitting in there last year, but they they used to do that one actually a few years in a row. And they did Hansel and Gretel. It was a really nice. It was a really good pumpkin pilsner. It was really subtle. But now this is it like crisp and clean, like yeah, all, yeah, oh okay. yeah. It had all the qualities of a pilsner, but just had subtle. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't one of those ones you took a sip when oh, yeah, it's a little too. It was well, I think of pilsner as like all right, you know, because pumpkins add such a yeah. a, a mouthfeel on the palate. You that, have to like be, you have to have a clean finishing pilsner. Yeah, you, like you, how you have that... to understand how spices, how the spices are going to work. That's something yeah. you could really overdo so easily with pumpkin spice beers. And if you ever had a homebrew pumpkin spice beer and just it was too much, that's. It's better if you're going to make your own, don't put that much in and then figure out how much more to add instead of putting in too much and then figure out how much to take out next time. It's a really difficult balance because the spices can really overwhelm you. And this is like their, their Night Owl from Legion is the one that everyone really knows them for. It's 5.9, really easy drinking. The, the pumpkin beer that a lot of people really associate with a lot of pumpkin beers is this one. It's perfectly balanced with spices. Yeah, it's just got a lot of really nice aromatics and the flavor is perfect within this one. I think all the ones pretty much that we've had, I don't know what the, if the pumpkin seems, uh, the pump kick was kind of more of a, a pale malt base, but this one, all the other last two have been more of an amber malt, more of an amber ale kind of base to them. As we're saying, like, you know, a lot of them are going to have different base malts and bases, you know, of what the style is supposed to be. So we're going to start branching out as we go through these. But this, this is just a perfect pumpkin beer. If, yes. you, if you're a fan of this and haven't had this one, this yeah, is one you delicious. have to try. Yeah. If somebody were to ask me, I've never had pumpkin beer. What's it like? Yeah. Start with that one. Yeah. That's a good example. It's nice, too, because it even has, like, when you smell it and taste it, 
it really is like I, I don't really like people saying oh it's pumpkin pie in glass like, but there's certain ones that that's the only way you could describe it and this one's like that it even has almost like a graham cracker crust taste to it yeah. it's a full on like pumpkin pie when you smell it and taste it it's I guess just, they're getting that from the malt I'm assuming yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's just a really yeah. nice balance with the, with the spice when you get those spices dialed in perfectly there's just all kinds of you know dancing going on with the aroma and the flavor and that's really what's coming through with a lot of that is like you get some of those caramel malts coming through mixing perfectly with the cinnamon and everything. It's just really, really nicely balanced. Sit on the porch, wait for trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Have two of those. Yeah. And it looks like <laughs> Freddy's like lording over the bottle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got to put my mic on. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it look like you're lording over the bottle on this it one? It kind of looks like me a little bit, I will say. <laughs> Bill, did you know, I don't know if you heard because you were too busy uh, untangling the fishing net and pulling the dolphins out of the fish net. Um, but uh, I am going to be uh, making cameos in the uh, Rocky Horror Show. Dude, uh, that's the awesome. Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre, just so you know. Uh, I don't know, I maybe we can to talk s- to David about something. Maybe I can come down and sign some stuff at Backyard Ale House. So. Sure. It's all done. <laughs> it's just stuff. Sign stuff. Yeah. In more ways <laughs> oh, yeah. The, you were, uh, you know, pole holder number three in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your autograph? <laughs> number three fishy. That's, uh, <laughs> officially, that's called a spear carrier. Oh, uh, spear, uh, spear carrier. It's a spear carrier. Pole holder. <laughs> You're a pole holder. <laughs> Don't, don't go this there. This is a judgment-free zone. I, I am not. Yeah, I'm not going there. We're all good to go. Yeah, where we're going is we're going to the Woodlands tomorrow night from 6 to 8. I know that, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's uh, the great thing. Not only the costume contest, but uh, that is a benefit at the Skyview Deck Bar. I think we're bringing it inside. Oh, yes, we are. Because it'll be cool. And uh, it, everyone who comes and raises a glass with us of whatever, Little Theater Benefits, from six to nine, actually. Cool beans. So please, please come and say hello. And David knows what's going on because he's from the Little Theater, and we know I'm a total mess. But I do know <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a mess with George Wesley tonight at the come Backyard Ale House, man. That's badass. And I'll tell you what, I wish I could go, but I'm off with Bernie Williams today. He's on his way oh, now. I got a gallivant with stars yes. and baseball players well, that's and how all these simpletons. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it like that, but I, if I was not off I, at the Jersey Shore today after the show, I would definitely be there tonight at the Backyard Ale House. George Wesley killed it last night at the FM Kirby Center with yeah, the Whalers. Awesome. He is amazing. Great call for tonight as far as entertainment. And then you got a wonderful Sunday afternoon standing out on that deck, listening to the water run through the little river Thing there, creek, whatever they call it by the woodlands, gonna be a good time and all the fall foliage as well as getting ready for Rocky Horror Show. What better way to celebrate the Halloween season, man, than with Rocky Horror Show? Midnight show on Halloween. And other midnight shows too. But yes. that's the one everybody loves. Come what? and throw things, act up. <laughs> the actors have I no was just idea gonna ask if they're allowed to throw everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a kit for you. If you don't want to oh, gather wow. all that garbage from that's the dollar awesome. store. You, you know you're all about it, right? Well, Derek, you know you're definitely all about it. <laughs> Billy, I hope so as well. John, who couldn't be with us, he is at the Huey Lewis Lookalike Convention <laughs> in Schenectady, New York, representing the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. We sent him all expenses paid and everything. That Motel 80's at? All on us. With the coupon. Yeah, definitely. All on us. All right, we're going to come back to the show. We have more beer to drink, a whole lot of pumpkins to crack or carve or skin, whatever you do with a pumpkin. It's happening right here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, and I don't care if you were the first one, we're the best. It's my job to go down the list of all the great things about Beer Boys in Wilkes-Barre. Hmm, let's see. There's 72 beers on draft and the amazing selection of craft beers. And 
all-day, everyday features. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay, visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. Skiers and snowboarders, it's the Ski Corner's huge Columbus Day tent sale. Now through Monday on the Scranton Carbondale Highway. Save up to 75% on tons of ski and snowboard equipment and outerwear. Over $2 million in inventory. Check out the massive selection of snowboard equipment, including Burton Kids Boots, only $25. And men's and women's snowboards as low as $99. There's adult skis with bindings, $169. Junior skis with bindings, $139. Amazing deals on boots and hundreds of twin tips as low as $119. Check out the outerwear clearance. Section. Hundreds of jackets, pants, hoodies, gloves, beanies, and more. All 60 to 90% off. And they have a huge selection of North Face outerwear. They even have layaway and free financing. There's half-off goggles, amazing deals on helmets, and even season lease specials. And Montage will even be there selling discounted season passes. Don't miss the Ski Corner's huge Columbus Day tent sale. In the Ski Corner parking lot now through Monday. Take I-81 to exit 191A, a quarter mile past the Viewmont Mall. This is just too good to keep quiet. PetSmart's low prices on your favorite food brands just got lower, and that's worth talking about. So what are you waiting for? Shop PetSmart for a wide assortment of food, all backed by our unbeatable price guarantee. Right now, save up to $8 on select bags of Hill Science Diet cat food, plus select wet food is only 69 cents. PetSmart. Why shop anywhere else? The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are back on the ice and ready for some hard-hitting action. Join the Penguins opening night this Saturday, October 11th at 7.05 p.m. when they face off against their new in-state rivals, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Bring the whole gang to the game with their McDonald's Fantastic Meal. This incredible package includes a ticket for the game, a Penguins baseball hat, and a McDonald's meal voucher with prices starting at just $10. Don't delay. This limited-time offer is moving fast, and once they're gone, they're gone. On. Get your fantastic deal exclusively through the Penguins front office by calling 570-208-PENS. Then catch the Penguins in action Sunday against the Manchester Monarchs at 405. Tickets for all Penguins home games are available now at the Arena Box Office, online at Ticketmaster.com, or by calling 800-745-3000. Oh man, sometimes I'm just so in the mood to hear that opening riff, which is actually Danzig. You might hear some Danzig today oh, here on the show. Yes. Hey, good stuff. Um, it's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the original Dirty White Boy. I'm here with Dirty Derek. I'm here with Backyard Billy and our good friend David Parmalee from the Wilkes, uh, the Little Theater of Wilkesbury. So much going on. We have the Rocky Horror Show, my friends. Rocky Horror Show going on. We start tomorrow with this benefit and Rocky Horror Costume Contest, which is going on at the Woodlands tomorrow. We're very excited, David. The Woodlands has been a fantastic partner. You know the buzz there. Oh, yes. It's been great. We actually had auditions for the show yes. over two nights in the executive lounge, and we, we lit the place up. They had so much fun. It was great, man. 
Everybody came in costume to the audition, so yeah. it just starts early with Rocky Horror. Yeah, you're watching people walk across the parking lot going into the auditions when I stopped by for the one night, and it was just great, man. <laughs> Everybody's so into it. I mean, Derek dresses like that all the time. He he does not well, dress yeah. up. I mean, you gotta for make money the somehow. Show, <laughs> and I don't know. I think, man, uh, how would backyard Billy look in a corset, man? Oh God, you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. How would he feel in a corset? Who cares feel? what people think? How do you feel? Yeah, it's how you feel, man. Well, backyard. Uncomfortable? All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same. All right, I got to shut up because we have a lot of beer to drink, don't we, Derek? Yeah, we got to. Do we're, it up. We're, we're halfway through now. We're, we're starting to go downhill quick. What we have now, this is from Coronado Brewing Company. This is this is their new one that they put out. This is called, and I, I love it because I'm, a, you know, an old school punk kid, grew up in no effects. This is Punk in Drublick. So now what this is 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 a, a pumpkin, imperial pumpkin. So now we're starting to move up. This is 8% ABV, so you're getting a little bit more of a heftiness to it. It's a little bit more of a full mouth feel. It's still very smooth. And it's another one. It's it's fairly well balanced with the spices. You get a little bit more clove. At least I get a little more clove coming through on this one uh, as opposed to some of the others. But, I mean, it's it's fairly well balanced, but it's 8% ABV, and the, the artwork's awesome. Like, I, I love Coronado. They're, they're a brewery, I feel like, that doesn't get enough just dues on the East Coast. On the West Coast, they are absolutely beloved by so many people, and they have some great IPAs on the East Coast. They're still, I feel like, they don't have the, the respect that they deserve. One great thing about breweries is they're very uh, articulate with yeah. English, and they love to make puns. And unless you're looking <laughs> at the label, it's not obvious. But Punkin Drublick, obviously drunk in Public, as yeah. Ron White used to say, I wasn't drunk in public. I was drunk in a bar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole different thing. But these are smart people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't. I didn't actually didn't ask them if they did because there was an old. Uh, I don't know if you know No Effects as Billy. Yeah, remember? I remember okay, that yeah, they're, band. They're, they're a pop punk band been around for a while, and they actually had an album called Punk in Drublick in ninety seven. I want to. say. I don't even know. I'm bad you, with you. You would know. That. It's in the nineties. But uh, no, it was a fantastic album. You know, anyone that's into the punk stuff like is really well known with that album. But I don't know if there was anything of. I don't think you'd have to ask because that's a, a, a album name. That's the whole thing with the brewery thing. It's that's tough. A lot of people don't know of. There are so many lawsuits that go on within breweries because of naming rights, because of branding rights, all these different things. I can't see there being any issue with that. I'm just wondering if they actually collaborate a little bit because the way they made it look, if it was punkish. Didn't ask them that one, but maybe we'll find out. But no, it's 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 a great great one though. It, you know, if you're a fan of all the the Weyerbacher Imperial pumpkins, one everybody loves. If you're a fan of getting into the Imperial, the thing that's nice with the Imperial pumpkins versus you know the double IPAs, your Imperial stouts, you can still drink this if you've never had a pumpkin beer. Once you get into the Imperial pumpkins, it's not an overwhelming. Like if you get into a double IPA and you never had an IPA, it can be a little bit too much for you. But you're having an Imperial pumpkin. It's still just as approachable as a, as a standard pumpkin. You just have a little bit more of a heftiness of the malt because they don't overdo it with it, it. Just because it's imperial doesn't mean they're putting, well, now I'm going to put twice as much of the spices in because then all of a sudden it's a terrible, crappy beer. They have to really still be reserved with the spices because these spices can really take off if you don't. So they have to really keep that in mind. So they don't go overboard with that. It's more of a heftier malt bill and a little bit more of a hop presence within it. But that's really what, what goes on with it. But it's still really approachable, even if you are new to the style. Like a lot of people love Pum King, which is an imperial pumpkin. But people drink that constantly, and that's, you know, an imperial pumpkin beer that they never had a pumpkin beer for, that people love that one. So, I mean, the imperial pumpkins, one, don't even look at that. If you're going for a pumpkin beer, don't even worry about that end of it. 
worry about the ABV end of it. (laughs) The alcohol definitely comes through, and the hops comes through. Yeah. There's some clove, and nine times out of ten, I'm, like, very positive about a beer, but this one I can't figure out just yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's very good. It's just got some clove flavors that, to me, are... A little you know, overpowering. Little, yeah, yeah, just a little bit for me. Yeah, and, it does uh, come through a lot more than some of the other ones. It's, it's. I don't want to say it's out of balance. It's. Just, I don't know if that was what their intention was to go a little. Because some of the breweries, like they, it, they want to highlight what it is. Yeah, some of the breweries they want to highlight cinnamon a little bit more. Some want to highlight nutmeg. Some want to highlight the allspice. Like it just depends on what they want to do. They might have wanted to do a little more of the clove. I mean, if you if you are someone that doesn't like that clove flavor, this is probably one you're not going to want to. Want to try? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, I this this is actually my first time cracking this one open to have this one for the show. I, I didn't haven't had this. This is actually brand new from Cornell. This is the first year they've done this one, so you know, you gotta try it out. That's what a lot of breweries too. Like they'll they'll put these out and they'll see what people think, and they might tweak a little bit of the recipe for next year. So that's that's what's nice with the seasonals too, because uh, uh, the breweries will year to year batches will be different. You'll see that with some of the seasonal, like Dogfish Head, you know, especially. It's a never-ending quest. Yeah, you you have there's so many things because you know beer is a living product. It's going to change. It's going to change in the bottle. It's going to change, and you get into the glass. It's going to change. All these different things are going to affect it. So you really have to uh, dial in a lot of things, and it could change year to year, and you see batches change. But I love the bottle, definitely. Yeah, bottle's, bottle's beautiful. <laughs> They definitely know how to design and market. Yeah, we've had Coronado on here before. We did the um, Idiot IPA we've had on. Mostly we've done their IPAs. Their IPAs are absolutely fantastic. Their wit beer, Orange yeah. Avenue Oh, yeah, yeah Orange Avenue Wit. Yeah, the bottle out in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah that, that's a really good one, too. There's, there's so much about Coronado that's a fantastic. I, I really think they're an underrated brewery on the East Coast. On the West Coast, like I said, they win medals. I don't know if they won at GABF this year. I actually didn't look, I didn't look at the rundown of the GABF. The only thing I saw was that Pliny the Elder finished in third place for double IPA. Third. And, and an unknown, I had never heard of the brewery, won first place for double IPA. That's and there's like 297 or 37 entries in double IPA this year. It's yeah, a ridiculous crazy. category. It's growing by leaps and bounds of people entering. Well, I was there in uh, 2010, there was like 110 in yeah, the category. Yeah, that's why I love to go back and see the entries going, just how it's doubled. It's almost like it's doubled every year kind yeah. of from the, it's just, it's a, it's a growing, you know, entry category. And actually, Pumpkin Ales, I, I, I don't know if they, if it was this year or the next year, but they're actually going to have it as a separate category because up till now, really, pumpkin beers have been considered a vegetable herb beer. That was the category you had to enter in. So you're up against, you know, Cucumber beers. Like wow. You're up against all these crazy different yeah. flavors. So it's like, it's kind of tough to. Are they, did they bust that out or are they I, I think that they, I, I remember reading somewhere, I don't know if it was at this year's GABF or are they're, they're, because the whole BJCP judge category too, they, they're going through an overhaul with all of Yeah, that. they have to revisit some yeah, of that. Yeah, they're, they're going through a whole overhaul of all those different things and recognizing different categories and bringing in different things and like, you know, black IPAs and all these different categories that didn't exist and that there's, you know, talk about a triple IPA, all these different, most of the IPAs is the big thing that everyone's looking at because there's so many variations, but, but I know the, the pumpkin ales are starting to get recognized as its own separate entity. How many beers are left, buddy? We got two left. Two all big right. boys. We're going to take a break for a second. We're going to pay some bills. I promise some Danzig. Here it is. She rides.
right, as promised, Danzig, she rides here. We like to play a metal song every week. It's the least they could let me do, damn it. All right, here's the deal. We forgot about this giveaway. Derek screwed up big time. I always do. Yeah, you did. You got to pay attention to what we're doing over here, Derek, because I'm busy making coffee and stuff like that. All right, so it's real cool. It's a coffin, wall-hanging, bottle opener. You want this real bad? Give us a call on the helophone. We also, to throw it out, we have a, we have a, I'll throw it. Oh, how about I do this? We got a coffin-mounted wall bottle opener. Yeah, you it's did really such awesome. a great job at we that. We got a, a Coronado tulip glass, which is a beautiful glass, and some Duval coasters. So we got those. So just call in. One eight five five seven 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 one zero two three. Give us a call right now. Freddie will grab it. We're gonna start talking about beers. Eight five five seven 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 one zero two three. You can win all those fantastic things that are great for this time of year. Right now, we, we've uh, started drinking the Harpoon Imperial Stout. So we're moving into this is a lot more of a you know beefed up stout. A lot of those flavors coming through. Ten and a half percent. Really strong. Really powerful. There's there's a lot of film. You know, is going on within it. It's not as creamy as like the Warlock, which is another really popular Imperial Stout or the, the Dark of the Moon that you have from, from Elysian Brewery. And uh, I don't know, Freddie's zoning out over there. Freddie. Oh, what's up? The phone's ringing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get his attention. He'll so, recover. But yeah, yeah, but this, yeah. this is a really nice, it's 10.5% me. There's a little bit of heat coming through from that one. Yeah, there is quite a bit of burn. Yeah, there's quite a bit of heat yeah. from that one. I mean, it, it's, it's still, you know, if you're a fan of Imperial Stouts, it's one you want to grab and pick up. Right. But uh, we, we've actually finished that one, some of us, during the uh, the Danzig song. So, man, what, what, what Billy and I are drinking now, this is... Quite possibly one of, if not my new absolute favorite, favorite pumpkin beer. This is from Almanac Beer Company. They're out of California. Really limited in their distribution, but absolutely fantastic. If you ever see anything from Almanac, oh, you yeah. got to grab it. They're, they're so good. They're, they're IPA. I think the past couple of weeks I've still been mentioning it periodically because it is just such a good IPA. And this is like a, a barley wine, 12%, no heat whatsoever, which is fantastic. To get that high up into it and have that really beautiful, you know, barley wine characteristic. And it's nice because what they do is actually it's, it's a blend, which is, you know, you, when you get into that, like, you really have to know your stuff. This is a blend. Half of it is in rye barrels. Half of it is in brandy barrels. And then what they do is they blend those. Uh, sorry. Half of it is put in rye and brandy barrels. And then the other half is just a regular spiced barley wine. They blend everything together perfectly. And it is, I mean, it, it, this is a complete dessert beer. For twelve percent, I could seriously sit and just just drink this all night long. Unbelievable, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's fantastic. Well, we're drinking it all day yeah, long. Now, right. <laughs> this is one of those ones like I wish I had a case of sitting around because I would love to see how this ages out and everything too, to see where this goes. But oh, it's anything from Almanac. You find it, you you buy it. Another perfectly good show we yeah. get schnookered at. <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> Definitely. Well, Craig Pollock won himself this really cool, uh, whatever it is. Derek, tell him. It is a wall-mounted ball opener shaped like an old-school coffin. It's a small company starting out called Grave Openers. So, I mean, if you're interested in them, you know, just get in touch with pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really neat thing. It's perfect for Halloween. They should be on the Shark Tank What's with that glass? idea. <laughs> Who's the glassware, Derek? The glassware is from Coronado. Oh, and it's a really nice. cool nice. tulip glass. I mean, you have all that and then some Duval coasters. So you got nice. a lot going on with that yeah, one. Yeah, you put your two lips on it. <laughs> Isn't any glass a tulip glass? Hello. Ba-dum, bum, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great. David's going to steal my joke. Hey, that's a fantastic beer, yeah, by the way. It is. It's if, if you are a fan of uh, sipping rye whiskey with nothing in it at all, yeah. uh, the good smooth bourbons, you know, the Maker's Marks, the Woodford Reserves, that kind of thing, the same kind of experience. 
Yeah, it's delicious. Subtle. Oh. Yep. What's it? It's bullet. Bullet. Yeah. Oh man. It's and it's bullet. nice because like to, to age it in a rye in a brandy barrel, like they that was a specifically sought after flavor characteristic they wanted to bring to the beer, which is great because you know you could throw this into you know especially with the barley wine, you could throw this into kind of any any barrel. But if you're going after something that specific, you're going to get that. And it's perfect with the rye because you get that set yeah. rye spice, yeah, which definitely. is great. I was just thinking about that, how, how well balanced it is. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you got some sweetness. You got some of the, the, the rye, which could be too much of rye could be um, yeah, oh yeah. A, a little abrasive. But just the right, just the right balance of it, it it's just, it just touching this beer off. It's yeah, amazing. And, and this is one that I will, again, say this is one of those beers that I love because it's 12% and it's so hidden. I wish we had it. I wish we could oh, get yeah. it. But it's all, But the thing that, that's also I hate is be careful because this is 12% and you get no hint of any of that alcoholic flavor coming through. So you could sit and drink this and all of a sudden go to stand up and fall over <laughs> and not even be aware of what's going on and maybe think you're having a medical emergency because <laughs> you didn't taste the alcohol. This is what it, it, it's just, it's so perfect. And I, I have been, this is one I actually heard about from friends I have out on the, on the West Coast for a while that how great this is and to finally be able to try it, it's, it's just, it's such a fantastic beer and everything I've had from Almanac so far has been great and like that's you, you can see why they are such a sought after brewery there's so many breweries that are up and coming and growing and kind of get a name but don't really get out there and like Almanac has been up and coming and people have been raving about them for a long time and they're such in high demand that they're you know they're one of those breweries that's at capacity all the time because people are trying to get their stuff and you can see why I mean this is this is one that, you know we're very active on Instagram. I see this one on so many type of Instagram things. People trying this one and loving it. I have never seen anybody say, "Oh, no, nope, not not for me." It's it, it really is a beer that you know. Some people are afraid of barley wines. People have had barley wines and been, oh, "I don't," because some barley they can wine, be off putting. Yeah, they can be very. You can get that heat, or you can hit. It'd be too hoppy if it's too fresh, or too malty if it's aged. For some people, this has perfect everything. It's just perfectly in balance. You get those beautiful flavors of fall. You still have that barley wine characteristic. It's got a sweetness to it, but it's not cloying. It's still really easy drinking. Nice. Has a fairly dry finish. You actually said cloying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to just to use cloying in a in a sentence is yeah. It's the first time I've ever heard the word period. Come on, really? Yeah, I've never heard the word period before. Get it? Well, Jack's huh? a writer. I mean, come on. You you know he he yeah. That's what that's I, I he works know, English. Like, I read Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the fun things about this beer, too, and it's part of the experience, is the label is so well done. Yeah. It looks like, I think the brand it reminds me of, there's a Perdomo cigar label. It's very much like yeah, that. Yeah. Intricate, lovely. They took care with every aspect of it, from the beer inside the bottle to the packaging itself. Yeah, they, and that, they that's care. really what, what a brewery has to do to really separate themselves, is really show how much they care. When you're a smaller brewery like that that's growing, they really put a lot into it, and they're very, you know, they, they have farm to barrel on a lot of their, their labels. Like, that's just how their their ethos ethos is of the brewery that the, the belief that they have like it's very fresh very clean it, it just really is a must try if you are anywhere near or, or you know if you're i don't like to promote beer trades because i just you don't know what you're getting but if you're able to get a hold of this one you really need to, to find this one it's just the whole beer trade thing you see a lot of people they'll, they'll get you know oh i got heady topper oh it's from two years ago you know it, it just right. you got it but it's not it's better to try to get it from the brewery and i know uh Vinny from Russian River got into a thing about that because he had said something like that and people got mad. But you, you know, when you're a brewer and you're making a, a beer, especially a smaller one like this, 
you want people to try it the way it is intended to be tried. And you don't want to have a bad bottle or something or, you know, maybe some schmuck got it and put something else into it and recapped it and <laughs> send it in off to you. Yeah. You don't know. It's no. just If you can find it, pick this up at a store or anything like that. It just, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And when I had it, I just thought, all right, this is my new favorite pumpkin beer. Isn't it great? Right on the label, farm to barrel. Yeah. The salvation of the American local economy is going to be wineries, breweries, and distilleries. There you go. Wow. All right. There you go. Damn, David. It's on top of his game. Love it. And dismount. All right. (laughs) Well, guys, we had a great time today, man. I'm glad that Billy Backyard Billy made it off the boat there. Got tangled in the nets. (laughs) Of your life. What are you going to do now? How am I going to get this hour back? (laughs) It's it's (laughs) not coming back. But tomorrow night, we're going to have a blast at the Woodlands, David. It's going to be a good time. We're going to raise some money for the Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre. And we're going to have a lot of fun with our friends that are into the Rocky Horror Show with that costume contest. I am so incredibly psyched. Just come on out and see it. And if you have the slightest inclination, dress up. Yeah. I'm going to be all down like a clown in a three-ring circus, literally. Uh, Derek, great selections of beer today. I want to say a special thank you to Celtic Cabinetry in Millwork, Broad Street. You're looking, uh, Broad Street in Pittston, you're looking for that design. Make it happen big time. Custom Cabinetry, uh, the perfect man cave. They will take care of you big time. And of course, like I said, we have George Wesley. George Wesley, man, tonight at the Backyard Ale House. Going to be a lot of fun back here. Irie, 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 man. Come on. He killed it last night. It was so great to watch George on the stage of the wonderful FM Kirby Center. Tonight, you get to see him at the Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton. Will any of these beers, uh, these pumpkin beers, be available tonight? Uh, absolutely. Awesome. We, have the, we have the Night Owl. We have the Harpoon. We have, um, and we have that's the night owl and the harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those two. That's, that's, and again, let me repeat well, the stuff. We don't, we don't have Derek's the Coronado. Race. It's right. not distributed. It's okay, man. It'll be all good. <laughs> we don't but, have the Helmanac. But so. here's the deal, man. Thank you all for joining us on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3. For Dirty Derek, for Backyard Billy, for Mr. David Parmalee from the uh, Little Theater of Wilkesbury. I'm Fast Freddy, and consider yourselves dealt with.